Hello everyone and welcome to today's episode. I am Hannah and you are listening to the Hannah to Heart podcast. So today is part two of an episode that I started last week. Last week was more of the science and background and the definitions of the fixed and growth mindsets and today is something a little bit different. You'll get to know me a little bit more by hearing about my experience through a couple of different things in my life where I've had fixed and growth mindsets and what that has done for my journey as a millennial in this lovely world that we are currently living in. So I am all about learning to love yourself and helping you grow into the person that you are meant to be. Let's get started. I cannot believe that we are already at another week. Like the weeks seem to be going so fast right now and it just seems crazy, doesn't it, that we're almost heading into another decade 2020. So it's really hard to um, kind of, yeah, I, I can't even put it into words how exciting it is to be going into a new decade and a new year. I'm really actually quite excited for new year this year. Um, and that kind of leads me on to obviously what I wanted to talk about in this episode, which I mentioned last week. And that is about my personal experience with the growth and fixed mindsets and actual uh, events and things that have happened in my life where I've realised looking back, I could have had a growth mindset and what that would have done. But the reason that I'm super excited and talking about how I'm excited for New Year is because I've never enjoyed New Year. It's one of the times of year for me, and I've said this in a couple of my blogs, and people who know me know that New Year really isn't a fun time of year for me. It's a really hard time, and it's purely because I just don't ever feel good enough going into the new year. And I suppose that leads to where I was at and have been at previously with the fixed mindset and going through some personal things at new year, which are kind of irrelevant to this. So I'm not really going to go into detail, but starting off a year where I was so happy and then it being brought down with a shattering thud um, really kind of set a bad tone for New Year's and to be honest before that I'd never really enjoyed New Year I'd never experienced it I wasn't old enough to enjoy you know drinking and seeing in the New Year we always saw it in as a family together sitting in the living room chilling with a lovely kind of like picnic style spread that my dad would put on and watching the tv and then watching um the new year being rung in and singing old Lang Syne and just yeah it was always such a family thing for me and then when I turned 18 and I was celebrating you know my first new years as an adult I guess with my own things to look forward to in new year like university and all that something happened which made me feel really heartbroken and I went into the new year really uncertain and since then it's just I've never really wanted to say goodbye to the old year because I feel like I have so much more to give. So I think that kind of is a fixed mindset in itself, isn't it? Where I just don't think anything can change. I don't think I could get any better. I didn't think I could get uh, any further in in life and progression. and, And I didn't really see New Year as a thing to look forward to. But anyway, we've obviously got another like 34 days, which is really exciting until New Year. And this year, I am really looking forward 
to what's going to happen in 2020 because I just know in my heart that there are so many things that are coming up for me and showing up for me in life and I cannot wait to experience them. I'm really looking forward to it. So let's have a think about the fixed mindset and what I said last week and just a little bit of a recap. You know, it's something where your abilities and your intelligence and everything is fixed. A couple of areas in my life personally where I've had that mindset has definitely been kind of auditions and and my talent as a performer. So I'll go back to... (laughs) school was horrendous for me. Um, I actually didn't have a fixed mindset. I think I had more of a growth mindset in school towards academia anyway, because I've always felt like I can improve my intelligence. I've never really believed that that's something that is stuck. I've always known that I'm intelligent and that I can improve that. And I always tried my best at school. But personally, and my kind of relationships with other students and my relationships with teachers and things like that. I had really good relationships with teachers because I was actually one of those students who tried. And I think I was quite nice. Um, I know I'm a nice person and I've I've never been, you know, I was a bit of a try hard, but I, I don't mind that so much. And as a teacher myself now, it's, I feel like that pang of, I don't, I don't know how to, to kind of describe it, of kind of kindred spiritness with some of the kids when I see myself in them and, and their their want and their will to learn. But then their obvious distress in regards to other kids. And that was me. I really didn't have a good relationship with other people at school. I obviously had my friendship group, but I felt, and I don't think I really talked about this other than maybe crying about it to my mum or talking about it with people at my amateur dramatics group that I went to throughout my high school years and and just as I was finishing primary school but because I I met obviously a few kids there who felt the same way as me Um, but I always wanted to seem so confident I never wanted people to see me as a failure I never wanted people to see me as you know like I like it mattered like what they said to me was something that I couldn't get over or that I couldn't get past and I remember this one moment in year seven so anyone who's listening internationally that's about the age of 11 or 12 and the reason I remember it was because it's really funny like it was my I had a boyfriend yeah I know 11 um a boy that I really liked and he was very, very popular. He was like the most popular boy in my year and pretty much everyone liked him, but he was already in a relationship. <laughs> and I just think back and I'm like, God, it's so cringe, isn't it? Um, but he was already in a relationship, but apparently he liked me too. And I'd never really spoken to him that much. He was in a couple of my classes, which is why I'd, I'd met him. And the reason I remember this moment so like clearly in my mind was because it just dictated the way I felt about myself and the way I looked for pretty much the entire way through high school and I'm actually getting really teary talking about it but I don't mind that because to be honest I've not really thought about it too much but looking back for this podcast episode on the events in my life where I feel it's led to a fixed mindset it brought it up and basically he went up to me 
and said that he really liked me and we'd been going out for a week he'd actually dumped <laughs> and 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 finished with the girl that that he had been going out with that was really popular um and unfortunately she was also very very popular um he was popular she was popular everyone loved them both they were like the perfect 11 year old couple <laughs> because we were acting like flaming 20 year olds but he came up to me in the yard after a week and he said to me, and I remember this so clearly, and he he probably doesn't at all, and because it's such a fleeting moment, but he said to me, I really like you, but I don't want to go out with you because you're not popular, and I don't want people to pick on you for going out with me because I'm popular. So I'm just going to let that sink in for a minute. He didn't want to go out with me or be my boyfriend because he wanted to protect me ultimately I guess he didn't want people to pick on me which is totally redundant because it happened anyway um and he said that it was because I wasn't popular and that's why I would get picked on and I heard that and in my brain I guess I thought well that must mean I'm not popular I'm not pretty and the entire way through high school I just had this like I guess that you know that kind of feeling for him that there was unfinished business but do you know what I mean it it was totally stupid because you're so young in high school and like whenever I see kids I'm teaching today that like oh miss he's going out with her and she's going out with him and she's going out with her and and I'm just like gosh you were so young like enjoy life before and learn to love yourself before you start to even think about loving or liking anyone else I mean I know it's completely natural but these kinds of relationships that we have so early on really dictate how we feel because I had the best home life. Like I I am so lucky that the life that I had at home with my parents and my siblings was so perfect. Like it's incredible to look back and think I had that and I have that memory. But my school life and my relationships with other people were so broken because I always had this underlying fixed mindset that my beauty would never move from this unpopular, annoying little girl. And that really led me to thinking about that in terms of everything. So fast forward to, you know, high school and the end of high school and going into college I in college was studying performing arts and I always felt like I had something to prove you know I felt like my talent like I was talented but I felt like it was fixed and I was always told how talented I was and I actually remember having a parents evening with one of the lovely teachers at my college who I really liked and he was so nice um he was just (laughs) so bubbly and like such a talented person um and I really enjoyed his lessons and being a part of the musical he directed spend 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 that we did in our final year at college but I remember him saying to my parents evening at my parents evening at college that I should be aiming for the top drama schools because I was you know incredibly talented and I totally believed him because I had this cemented and fixed mindset towards my own talent you know I thought wow I'm super talented And I literally like, I'm going to get everywhere I need to be because I'm so talented. I don't need to do 
you know, a lot of work. And I actually think that that's one of the reasons I didn't get into drama school was because I didn't prepare myself enough. I thought that my talent would carry me through no matter what I sang. And I slowly realised after rejection, after rejection, after rejection, that actually maybe I probably should put more work in than I am because talent doesn't just take you through. And, you know, I... Whilst I was at college, I started to, for for various reasons, you know, put on a lot of weight and really, it, I got to a really bad stage with my, the way I saw myself. I really didn't see the value in, in me anymore. And that led me to believe that I wasn't worthy and that nothing could change and that I would never be successful. But then again, I went to university. I did get into university and I only got into one out of auditioning for about uh, seven. I think I auditioned for seven places and I got into one. And I believed at the time I wanted to go to university so bad that even if I got into one and I liked it, then I would go. I wasn't going to wait around to try and try again for drama schools because, to be honest, I think that was the best decision for me. I made it then and in hindsight, I don't regret it because I wasn't ready to go to a place like a drama school. I mean, hell, I wasn't even ready to go to a drama school for my master's degree, never mind uh, my actual um, BA. And yeah, it was my undergraduate degree. That's the word I was looking for, the undergraduate degree. And so I went to uni and there I found my feet a little bit more. I was still talented, but I realised I really had to put the work in and I did. I worked my socks off to get a first class degree and I got it by the skin of my teeth. There were a couple of modules, which I looking back, I suppose maybe I didn't try hard enough, but I do think I did. It was just circumstances and maybe the universe throw me a bit of a curveball, you know, and I found my self-worth a little bit more. I still relied on my talent and I started to feel the challenges a little bit more and look at them more as opportunities than challenges. But it was like almost like that undergraduate degree was preparing me. So it built me up to a point where I finally started to see my self-worth a little bit more. I understood that I wasn't that annoying little girl. I wasn't the girl who was unpopular. I was me. And if people wanted to like that, then fine. And if they didn't, they didn't, you know. You go through things in your teens and, and in your early 20s and you look back and you think, Jesus, I'm actually quite glad I made that mistake because it's led me to this point where I am so confident in who I am. And it really did build me up. And I left university feeling all of the possibilities with such a big growth mindset. And that came crashing down. The, The kind of last thing that I've got on my sort of notes here about what I wanted to talk about was the experience I had on my master's degree. So I auditioned for a drama school. I auditioned for one, only one, because it was the only one I wanted to go to. And I got in and I thought, yes, my hard work has paid off. I'm being successful. This is what it means. I cannot wait for this opportunity. And I went full of hope, full of possibility. And in that first term, I can't even tell you what the turning point was I really can't um but I cried on my way home like every night 
to my parents on my own because I just felt so out of my depth and like it didn't matter how hard I worked I couldn't get any more successful everything for me was fixed and I just plummeted I went from this growth mindset person who'd grown and who'd been more confident to this person who relied on what other people thought of her again and really didn't see possibility anymore and didn't see opportunity but just saw fixed challenges that she couldn't get past and I really did I guess think about everything in my life as fixed I never thought I would be able to get anywhere else and everything just felt so hard you know looking at back are all of the things I've talked about in all of the podcast episodes, you know, fear, knowing my own worth, going back to basics, looking at the growth mindsets and just realising that at that point in my life, I was so stuck. And anyway, I completed without, I could go on for days about my master's degree and, and what worked for me and what didn't. The only thing I think I had a growth mindset was, with was my dance, which is crazy because I always thought, nope, I'm not a dancer. I can't dance. Totally fixed ability. There's no way I'm going to be able to dance professionally ever. And actually that was the only thing I saw possibility in. And maybe that's because it was the only thing where I was recognized for growth. And I know that you shouldn't rely on other people's recognition, but I was being told that my dance was improving. Yet everywhere else, I was just, oh, you're a great chorus member. Oh, yeah, you, you, you just, yeah, that's good. You know, and, and again, looking back, I should never, ever really have fixated on that. I should have known in my own mind that I was good enough and that I was growing because I was. Looking back, I probably finished my master's as the strongest performer I've ever been. But I felt so downtrodden and I'd gotten into my head this fixed mindset because I'd allowed other people's opinions of me to dictate that, that I felt worthless. So I finished that master's degree and I didn't go to London. Things I've discussed before, I made decisions and I stayed where I was and I plateaued. You know, I had a fixed mindset again towards my talent, my intelligence. I was always looking to improve that. I was always looking for challenges to grow and learn. I joined the Tron 100 in Glasgow, which is where I studied, which is an amazing program for actors and writers and creatives to be a part of this organisation that helps you grow and, and collaborate together. But I didn't do it as a performer. I did it as a writer because I knew that my writing and my intelligence could be transformed but my talent, that was different. So I've always had this like up and down, roller coaster, seesaw type thing with the growth and fixed mindsets. I've always had both, but their abundance has either been an abundance of fixed or an abundance of growth. And I don't even know if you can call it an abundance of fixed mindset because it's it's not really an abundance, is it? Abundance is, I know it is a lot of stuff, but it doesn't really emanate that positivity that you should feel with abundance. Um, 
But yeah, I either had a lot of the fixed or a lot of the growth. And it's taken me so long to look back at all of the things I've ever done in my life. And the, you know, I I say that like I'm really old. I'm not really old. I feel old. I feel like I've got a really old soul. And I hope that you're getting to know me a little bit in this podcast because this is something I'm so passionate about now. I never want anyone to feel like I did crying on the way home every night. I never want anyone to feel the way I did when that boy at 11 years old told me that I was too unpopular to have a boyfriend. And I never want anyone to feel worthless or like they don't know their own worth because that's just not a way to live. You know, people need to value their own time. They need to value their own selves It is so important and this is why probably this episode and the episode before about the fixed and growth mindset is so incredibly ingrained in in my self-development journey and the personal development that I have been doing because it, it is the foundation of everything. If you have a growth mindset and you know you can improve and you will do anything to be successful and you know that those daily habits and becoming a better person and knowing your own worth is going to help you get somewhere, then you're going to overcome fear. You're going to overcome all of those things that are stopping you, those self-limiting beliefs, the fear, the, you know, everything is going to be a lot easier to handle and to get over if you just have that mindset of, do you know what, this may not be where I want to be in my life, but I know that I can grow from here. And you can grow into that person that you are meant to be because I am growing into that person and I am so excited for where I'm going. Like I said, I'm really excited about the new year and I cannot wait to be this amazing, successful, happy, incredibly bright businesswoman which I know I already am in 2020 and I can't wait to show it off to the world and I want to help so many people do exactly the same thing and that's why I do what I do it's why I'm a creative it's why I work in education it's why I have a health and wellness business it's all about people and making sure that they don't feel how I felt before so I want you to listen to this episode and get to know me You know, I wanted this episode to be about my experiences with growth and fixed mindset. And I know I've not gone into an incredible amount of detail, but I want you to look back in your life and maybe look back at the the previous episodes I've done of self-limiting beliefs and look at those self-limiting beliefs and think, did they come from a fixed mindset? Because let's be honest, 10 out of 10 times, your self-limiting beliefs are coming from a fixed mindset. And look at the the way that you turn and flip those self-limiting beliefs around. That's then a growth mindset. If you carry that forward, you'll get over that fear that we were talking about. Applying the growth mindset is incredible and it will take you so far. But I want you to just look back for five minutes and think of those moments in your life where you think, yeah, fixed mindset. I remember that. That's why I feel like that. And just know, just know that from where you are right now, things can get better. You have to put the time and the effort into you. 
Do you know the reason why I built up that growth mindset and then it all came crashing down just before I went to study my master's was because I wasn't actually looking after my mindset. So the important thing about this episode that I really wanted to get across to you and really wanted you to know is that you need to look after your mindset and your mindset is everything. It is the foundation to how you act in life and how you react and what you do and how successful you are as a person. Don't let other people dictate that for you and dictate your mindset. Just have that growth approach to everything. And I am so glad. I hope that you have gotten to know me a little bit more in this episode and that you've maybe learned things about me that you didn't know. Not that there's anything in there like fact-wise, just got to know me a little bit just by listening to me tell more of my story and of my life and, and my experiences. And also something that you can carry forward, that you can really think about and something that you can learn from and take forward to grow into the person that you're meant to be. Now that you've nearly finished today's episode, I hope that you have learned something about me, that you've gotten to know me a little bit more, and maybe you're really intrigued for future episodes if you've never listened to any before this one. I definitely recommend going back and listening to some of my Back to Basics, but I would absolutely love it if you could subscribe, follow, depending on what channel you listen to your podcasts and get your podcasts from. I'm also on Instagram, so you can connect with me at Hannah to Heart, and you can post a screenshot or whatever of you listening I'd love to connect with you on there and then obviously as well I have got my blog if you go to www.hannatoheart.com to check out some more amazing content and a bit more sciencey and in detail stuff about the things that I am talking about on the podcast today On next week's episode, it's going to be a bit of a surprise. So I've looked at all the things that to me are back to basics and things that you should look at when starting your personal development journey. So I'm actually going to go ask a couple of people that I've been coaching and a few people that I'm really good friends with to see what they would like to hear and what really has helped them in their the beginning of their personal development journey. And I'm super excited to let you all know on my Facebook page and on my Instagram what that episode is going to be about so definitely tune in next week for that and thank you so much for taking time out of your day the days are getting shorter it seems and colder and I super appreciate you listening to me ramble on about my experiences so I'm going to end this episode like I end every episode and you can see it and know it's coming with a whole lot of gratitude thank you so much for listening and so much love See you next week.